Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> whatever it is you're listening to this. We just wanted to get together and share a little bit with you and let you know we're still alive. My name is Micah, and this is Joni, in case you have forgotten who we are. <laughs> and I uh, hope you guys are faring the quarantine well. And uh, so each one of us, both of us had a word we just wanted to share with you to encourage you a little bit. So I'm going to let Joni go first, and uh, then I'll share something after she gets through. Wow. Okay. <laughs> First. Um, not just lately, but um, maybe for like the last two years, I've really been feeling the Lord telling me or inviting me to slow down, to get quiet, to get alone with Him, and just to be still and know that He is God. And... Um, he wants me to spend more time in personal worship, uh, praying, um, tuning my heart to his heart, tuning my ears, my spiritual ears to his heart so that I can hear him, uh, to meditate on what I hear. And uh, he's been inviting me to do this for so long. Um, I guess it was the last fall or the fall before I had a um, a cyst taken off of my foot and that kept me from walking for, I don't know, several days. And as soon as that was um, healed up, I sprained my ankle and I was asking the Lord, what is going on? First one foot and then the other. And he said, I am giving you an opportunity to stop doing, to just stop doing um, to be still, you you have a good reason to do that. Um, I'm thinking that possibly what's going on in the world right now with the with the pandemic, though it's deadly and um, it's dreadful, and I believe it's from the hand of the enemy. I believe that the Lord is bringing something eternal out of it. I believe that he is redeeming this time, and I really believe he wants us to also redeem the time. We have a huge opportunity through this isolation and quarantining to shelter in. When I first heard that um, that phrase a couple weeks ago, I didn't like it. It's just, I don't know, I thought it was silly, and now I love it. We are sheltering and it reminds me of a lot of um, the verses in Psalms. Um, and I think he's using this time that we're sheltering in to prepare us for something that is really special. I believe that the next move of God is coming to us through intimacy and through deep worship, both um, corporately and personally. I think it's a time for us to enter into the king's chamber. And that is very intimate. That is very personal and private. And I think that we're supposed to enter the king's chamber and let him love us and that we're to love him. And uh, I think that we need to ask the Lord what that looks like. Um, I think we need to go deeper and ask him also what that looks like. What does deeper look like? We are to linger in his arms. We're love, I'm loving that song right now, um, to linger. We're to shelter in. 
We're to shelter in his arms. We're to shelter in in the king's chamber. We're to shelter in under the shadow of his wings. And I'm convinced that the Lord is doing a deep, deep thing in the church and in individuals right now. And it's going to come out of this forced time. We're being forced to be alone and quiet. It's a law of the land right now. I think that's incredible that the law of the land is telling us to stop and be quiet. And uh, I think we have an opportunity to cooperate with God. Um, I think quietness and stillness is providentially being forced on us as a nation and as a church, as families and individuals. And what are we going to do with this time? Um, I don't think it's ever happened before in um, U.S. history that we have been told to go home and do nothing. Well, essentially, nothing's going on. There's not bombs going off in the front yard to distract us. This is a mandatory quiet time. I think it is, it's incredible. Um, hopefully it'll never happen again after this, but let's not miss this opportunity to cooperate with what the <coughs> Father seems to be doing, um, in such a time as this. Um, I've also kind of been convicted about, um, uh, praying and asking the Lord to come down. Um, He is Emmanuel. He is God with us, and he is in us, and uh, we don't have to ask him to come down because he lives in us. And I just uh, I just ask you during this time that we're at home alone, um, our activities have slowed, slowed way down, just take advantage of this time and um, go deep inside where the Lord lives and uh, let him minister to you and tune your heart to hear his heart. That's good. I think that's very timely with what's going on right now. Something that's been our heart for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to take just a minute and uh, let you guys know how proud I've been of you during this time. It's been amazing to watch you take care of one another it's been amazing to watch you reach out to each other and text and email and calls and just see how everybody else is doing and make yourself available to do whatever you can. And the thing that makes me so proud about it is that it didn't take a directive from the higher-ups mm-hmm. to figure out how to do this or to tell you to do it. I remember when we first came in '92. Uh, we started talking about getting to know each other, and the first question everybody had is, well, how are you going to do that? And it thrilled me now that didn't have to ask, how are you going to do that, <clears throat> because it was in your heart to do. One of the signs of maturity, I think, is what you do on your own without external prompting. What do you do when you do what's in your heart? You do what's in your heart. And the fact that you were reaching out to people indicated it was what was in your heart to check on people. And that's very exciting to know that we didn't need a quote-unquote top-down directive to check on everybody. But it was just something that you did. It was just something that you did because you wanted to. It was in your heart. Another thing I want to share with you a little bit, the thing the Lord's been speaking to me about, and I think the direction we're going to take 
uh, as soon as this thing, well, probably starting now, is this concept of knowing God. And I know we've been teaching on that since 92, and you're probably thinking there's nothing else (laughs) you can say. But trust me, there's a lot that I've discovered and learned about it. And so I want to just share that with you. And, uh, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I got saved March the 15th, 1971. So I've been doing this 49 years this month. And I was trying to think back of all of the sermons or messages that I have ever heard on how to know God. And up until the last maybe 10 years, I can't remember one. What I was exposed to when I first met the Lord is what you are to do for God. And then a movement came along and it focused on what God can do for you. And I have never really heard the emphasis of who God is that he can be known and how a practical way and how to know him. And that's what I want us to focus on over the next few weeks is something practical about how to know him personally and intimately. And so I have some verses that I want to give you to just moment between now and then we get together that talk about knowing God. Uh, first one is Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. And he says, Thus says the Lord, Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. And John 17, 3 says, And this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And then, of course, you've got to have one from Ephesians 15 through 17. Chapter 1, verse 15 through 17. For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you, and your love for all the saints... Do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. And here's what Paul prayed for him. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. Now that's just three verses. I've got two pages of them here that eventually we're going to cover. But I want to encourage you to just meditate on those. Ask the Lord if he's got something to show you. And I want to give you a definition for the word meditate which comes out of the Greek, it means to talk to yourself. Meditate basically means you talk to yourself. We meditate all the time. We meditate on something. We meditate about how scary things are. We meditate meditate about how what's going to happen. We meditate. We tell ourselves all this stuff. Well, biblical meditation is I tell myself what God says. And so as we look at these, tell ourselves these, and ask the Lord to give us clarity, revelation about these things in him. And I really look forward to getting together with you again. We are working on a uh, program where we can have a uh, a video meeting for a whole bunch of people, and uh, we got it set up today, and we'll probably have it ready hopefully by next Sunday, and so we can do something, and we'll give you more information about that. But uh, Lord bless you. And uh, we look forward to getting together again real soon. Love you guys.